Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney, founder of IRA Financial. Today's episode, gossip, new tax law details. So I had a good time the last seven or 10 days. A lot of work, but I actually got to put my reporter hat on. I took my tax attorney hat off, put my reporter hat on and dialed up a bunch of my sources in the House, Senate, a bunch of tax attorneys, trust and estate attorneys, folks in the IRS, Department of Labor. And I wanted to survey them off the record, of course, what they felt was in the pipeline regarding certain tax policies, namely capital gains, ordinary income tax, corporate tax rate, the step up in basis, the SALT cap, and the Roth cap. And I wanted to get their thoughts on exactly what they felt is going to happen potentially over the next few months with respect to those tax policies. And just by way of background, um, and I've done a bunch of podcasts on this, but in a vote of 220 to 212, and obviously everything's uh, based off party lines now, the House passed a $3.5 trillion budget resolution, and they advanced a $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, right? And that was the undercard. That was all the bickering and the fighting, even though the Democrats didn't really need any Republicans to join them, right? And they didn't. Everything was on party lines. They now get to figure out a way to pay for all this great stuff. And they can do it as part of the budget reconciliation process, which means they don't need any Republicans to come along for the ride. They can do everything themselves. And, you know, there's not 100% support among all Democrats for every single Biden tax proposal, right? We'll see um, capital gains is, is uh, one where you see a lot of separation. The progressives pushing for the 39.6% tax on million dollar plus of income and more of the moderates rather something in the 25 to 28% range. So that was the big one where I saw the most separation. Um, the other one was um, the salt deduction cap relief. So I'll get to them. What, what I want to do is kind of keep score. Um, I asked a bunch of people to rate zero to hundred percent their belief that these uh, proposals that you know the Biden administration, the Biden election team put forth, um, and um, is going to be a popular tool they will use in their tool box to pay for this infrastructure bill and some of their social policies that they hope to uh, apply and have shared by the American public. So let's start at capital gains because it's the most controversial. And under the Biden proposal, if you earn more than $1,000 of income, um, and that will include ordinary income and, and likely capital gains, net income, you will pay 39.6 plus a potential 3% Obamacare. So potentially around 43% in capital gains tax. The current law is that, and that's for short-term or long-term capital gains. 
The current law is if you make less than, well, if you hold the asset less than 12 months, you pay 15% capital gains, um, highest capital gains tax rate. You may pay zero depending on your income tax bracket. And then if you hold it more than 12 months, there's a high capital gains tax rate of 20%. You can add Obamacare in there, it travels up to about 23. But for, for podcast purposes, let's just say 15 or 20%. So that would essentially double it to almost 40% um, for capital gains, short-term and long-term. So that's obviously pretty um, aggressive. That's a major shift. And um, from what I've told, by some of the moderates, um, they, they're not sure that that's going to pass. They believe that in order for the Biden team to, to get that through, um, the more moderates, they're going to have to come off that 39.6% uh, number. They're thinking more along the lines of 25%, 28% maybe, but not in the 30s. Okay, so um, that's what I've heard. Uh, I heard someone said it's too hawkish. One even said it's like warlike. <laughs> um, I just thought it, it, it's just too much, uh, too quick, too much. So they, based off my discussions, 100% capital gains tax rates going up. They felt that 65% it will be 39.6% and um, but 35% felt it would be 25 to 28%. So still a number of people felt that it, it can go as high as 39%. 6%, which I thought was surprising. I thought most would suggest lower than 30%. So there is, the progressives have a strong voice in the Democratic Party. How strong? We'll find out. This will be a great test to find out how strong they are and how much power or control they have uh, and, and access they have to, uh, to Biden himself. Because um, it's going up the capital gains tax rate, 25, 28%. Maybe it's more reasonable, definitely more reasonable. 39.6% um, is, is very hawkish. So we'll see. And I also, believe it or not, there's um, a retroactive option that this is going to be retroactively applied all the way back to uh, potentially March or April this year. It's definitely going to be retroactive. I don't know to when. I doubt it will be retroactively applied to January one. So that means if you sell your business today, it may not matter because when you're filing your return next year, you may be subject to the higher capital gains tax rate. So we'll see. But um, I'm told 90% it's going to apply retroactively. 65% believe 39.6 um, is the number. Ordinary income tax bracket uh, will go up back to the 39.6. That's 100% people across the board felt that that's happening. Corporate tax rate. 100% feel it's going up. Most feel it's going up between 25 and 28%. The current corporate tax rate is 21%. So uh, the number, some people said 25, some people said 28. Uh, the highest number the Biden administration talked about was 28. So it will probably fall between 25 to 28. The step up in basis, elimination. This is a biggie. Another uh, bold, bold proposal. Uh, section 1014 uh, has been around for many, many, many years and says upon death, your assets get stepped up to the fair market value. That means if you bought a house for a hundred thousand bucks in 1982, and now it's worth 3 million at death, your heirs get that asset at $3 million. So that built-in gains evaporates. And now the heirs, if they sell that house, their basis in that house is $3 million. So if they sold it for 4 million, they'll pay a $1 million capital gains tax. The idea is, hey, we want to eliminate this step up in basis, but 
what we're going to do is we're going to give each person a $1 million exemption. That's $2 million per married couple. And we'll also exclude certain, or at least defer, family businesses, family farms, small business stock, and additional certain exclusions like home personal residence of $500,000 to, um, I guess, shelter some of the shock um, from this um, elimination of the step-up basis. So Biden believes and his team believes that we'll give you this $1 million exemption, defer on family-owned businesses and farms. So this way, this step-up in basis elimination will only hit the super rich and not the average American, and we're fine with that. We'll see. Uh, believe it or not, my um, my people, my poll suggests that 80% believe this is going to happen. Wow. Yeah, I, I would say, think this number would have been or thought this number would have been in the 30s, 40%. But based off my tabulations, 80% totally in the aggregate believe that the elimination of step up in basis will be part of a budget bill. And again, it's part of reconciliation. They can do whatever they want. They don't need one, Demo one Republican. Although they still need to worry about moderate Democrats. If, if even one moderate Democrat pushes up against this, they'll have to compensate and at least negotiate. Because if one Democrat just refuses to sign this thing, uh, it could fall apart. The unified credit, which is currently $11.7 million, what I asked what were the chances that this gets reduced. And believe it or not, only 15% believe it will get reduced. Most believe it will stay at least for the next year to two years. Why? Again, to soften the blow of the step up and basis elimination. They are very focused on removing step up and basis. It's part of the whole thought process of taxing wealth on an annual basis. Um, they like taxing built-in gains. This is something that the progressives hope to implement in a more broader uh, perspective, uh, not just on death, but also uh, in life. <laughs> That's been the ultimate goal. And Senator Warren Sanders talked about, you know, wealth taxes. This is kind of what it is, except just applies at death. So what they want to do to soften that blow is say, okay, we'll keep the unified credit at 11.7 for now. And this way, if you have, for example, a, um, a property with a built-in asset of $5 million, built-in gain, you paid, let's say you had a million, now it's worth 5 million, you die, you get a $2 million exemption, you have $3 million of capital gains that you need have, you at death will have to pay 40% tax on where current law, you would pay nothing because you're, as long as your estate's under the $11.7 million amount, you would pay no estate tax, you get the step up in basis, and then your heirs could, could sell that property and the basis would be 5 million instead of 1 million. So they uh, believe, at least the people I spoke to, that um, the unified credit will stay for now. The salt cap relief. So right now, based off the Trump Tax Act, um, there was a cap on how much of state tax deductions you can use on your federal return. Um, this is big for states like New York and California where their state income tax is high. Um, and believe it or not, only the top 20% of earners, they receive 90% of the benefit of this the state income tax deduction. So it's interesting um, that the Democrats are aiming at least most of their tax policies to, I guess, I don't want to use the word punish, but definitely to, to focus on the ultra wealthy or the, they claim the ultra wealthy and then help use those funds to help the lower income to more moderate income earners. And interesting enough that the SALT, the state local tax deduction, that generally helps 
the high income earners who have more state deductions, like a high mortgage. Um, and they want to remove that cap. Why? Politics, right? Democrats, New York, California, big Democrat states, high taxes. Ta states like South Dakota or Florida um, don't have <laughs> taxes. So, and it's not something that obviously impacts those states. But the big Democrat states like Texas and New York, it's, it's kind of just a little gift that um, the Democrats want to give to their voters, uh, even though the benefits generally uh, only benefit the ultra wealthy. The $10,000 cap right now they feel is too low and, and they want to remove that cap and basically um, go back to the way it was pre-2017. So it's interesting. It's it's so politics, right? Like you you you've, you have certain procedures, policies where um, you're trying to help the lower income, right? Even the Roth cap, right? Let's talk about the Roth cap. The Roth cap is there to punish the rich. That's all it is, right? Punish the Peter Thiel's, not even the rich. It's, they want to nail the super, super rich, even though, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts, if you put away $5,500 a year from 25 to 72, 10% rate of return, you'll have over 5 million bucks. So you're not just punishing the rich, you're punishing um, you know, consistent savers. But putting that aside, they want to punish the Peter Thiel's, the, these super rich private equity venture capitals, hedge fund guys that they claim are evil and bad people and they just want to punish them because too much wealth in a retirement account that's tax-free is just, uh, even though it would be subject to a state tax, it's just not something they want to do. But they're willing to remove the cap on the state and local deduction, which actually impacts their tax revenues on an annual basis, right? Because the higher your state and local deduction is, the lower your federal income tax would be. So they're actually taking money out of the treasury to help some of these state residents like New York residents or California residents, which are generally rich residents that have high deductions. You know, low-income people do not have high deductions because they don't have a lot of money to generate those deductions. So it's it's kind of backwards. Um, it, it makes no sense, right? It's like, um, you know, being the commissioner of the uh, NBA and giving the, the Lakers the number one team the first pick in the draft. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Why are you doing it? Um, but hey, that's what they're doing. So it's just kind of the way politics rolls. 50% um, believe the salt cap relief um, happens. Um, I'm not sure. I live in Florida, so I moved out of New York for this reason, <laughs> honestly, so I don't care. But it's just kind of ironic. Um, Roth cap, $5 million cap, thanks to the ProPublica article, thanks to some people in the IRS that um, basically you know, criminally uh, violated ethically, all ethical rules, and uh, poached taxpayers' information and sent it to ProPublica, who then uh, reported on a bunch of rich people like Peter Thiel, uh, who have billions in a Roth IRA, and now are using one or two examples to uh, basically destroy uh, the Roth, the retirement system uh, for all of us. So believe it or not, I heard 90% that that's gonna pass some form of a cap. Just feel there's just not enough momentum uh, not enough support for, for billionaires out there, especially Peter Thiel, who, who has less and less friends every day, it seems. Um, just hard to defend people like that. Um, and even though he didn't do anything wrong, he, he just used the tax code as benefit. You know, when, when a billionaire has billions of dollars in a Roth and then wants to move to New Zealand to, to save even more money, it's hard for any, even Republican congressman, senator to have much support for that. So uh, they believe a Roth cap is going to happen. 
my only hope is that it gets um, expanded to like 25 or 30 million, um, not 5 million. So, so here's, let's, let's keep score. Here's a recap. If you're looking at a scoring table, capital gains tax going to go up, probably not to 39.6%, uh, probably closer to 25 to 28%. And it will be applied retroactively. That's what uh, I've been told. Ordinary income tax bracket, highest rate going up for sure. Corporate tax rate going up for sure, probably around 25 to 28%. The step up in basis elimination, more likely than not, will occur. Um, but the unified credit, 11.7 million, most believe will stay the same for the next year or so. The SALT cap relief, state and local deduction, 50-50, that uh, relief gets, uh, or that cap gets removed. And then the Roth IRA cap, 5 million plus, good, 90% believe that that cap um, will happen. So let's, as I mentioned, uh, all the fun begins now. Um, we, we had the undercart. Now the main event will occur. Um, but as I mentioned, the Democrats can pretty much do what they want. So you're not going to see that much, um, fighting. Um, it's now up to the more moderate Democrats to see how much leverage they have and how much they're willing to, uh, fight for, um, these, um, tax policies. If, if they don't care and they feel like it, it doesn't matter because uh, it won't help them uh, or through for their, via their electorate, whether it's Joe Manchin or, or another senator, then these things could pass, right? Anything could pass. Um, the step up, the capital gains tax rate to 40%. If, if one or two moderates don't step up in the Democratic Party, then you know, that's it. All, all hands off the heck. Like, it's it's happening. Okay, nothing we can do about it, right? It's like a LeBron James, uh, full or Greek freak, full speed ahead, uh, two on one fast break, like slam dunk. It's happening. Can't stop it. So um, that's it. Um, it's going to get fun uh, in the next couple months. Um, there's going to be a vote on, on this in the next, uh, in, towards the end of September. Uh, it's passing. Um, and then the committees are at work. And we'll get to hear more in the next month or so in terms of what these committees are proposing and what policies they will try to push to raise money for the infrastructure bill uh, as part of the, the budget reconciliation process. So, uh, again, I appreciate you guys listening. I know in the summer, this isn't the most uh, enjoyable stuff. Uh, when you mix politics and tax policy, ugh, yeah, I know. Uh, but I had fun, actually. This week, I got to speak to a lot of very interesting people. It was difficult summer, you know, dealing with texts, emails, phone calls, but I, I got a hold of a bunch of people. People are really uh, responsive, receptive to my questions. Um, and they're actually pretty interested too themselves to f kind of see what happens um, and see what moderate Democrats and who steps up to, um, to kind of moderate and at least um, somewhat limit this um, rocket ship of uh, tax increases. Because if no one does, I mean, this rocket ship's going straight to Mars. Uh, this, this could be the most uh, monumental tax increases um, in a long, long, long time. So we'll see. Um, all I can do is uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, I promise I'll keep reporting. Um, if anything does pop up, I'll do an emergency pod. But I don't think we're going to hear much uh, towards at least until the end of September. So um, that's it for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thanks again. Enjoy the rest of your summer and I will talk to everyone again next week.